Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mike? Give me a mic. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode. It is episode number 1450. Right next to me is. Kimmy! I got one thing! Get it! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! Hi! Hello! 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 If you get somebody, be careful what you say. It might be the enemy. What enemy? I, I, I don't know, but be careful. Okay. Hello? Hello? Yes, hello, and welcome to the Riley and Kimmy show. Next to me is Kimmy. Yes, she is strange, and that is Kimmy. Kimmy, hello. How are you? Hello. 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 Better be careful. Maybe the enemy. Hello. Yes, hello. And how are you? All right. And she's all right on a Monday. Yes, just another Manic Monday, especially for Kimmy. She uh, she loves Monday. Mm-hmm. I think you like Monday maybe just as much as you love Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, Sunday is your fun day, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you uh, chose to be part of the Riley and Kimmy show today. Uh, sure, of course. Well, it's good to have you here, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Now, for those who are unaware of this, we record this very early before the hour of sunrise. So if Kimmy gives some uh, really crazy answers here coming up or says some goofy stuff, it's either because she's been up way too late or she has just awakened. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to be the judge, which it is, right? Yeah. You can judge if she was awake or up too late or just got up. You can find all those archived episodes available on our website. Also on our website, celebrity interviews we've done. We have video interviews we have links to our social media sites, and you can really help the show grow if you like The Riley and Kimmy Show. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and others. All of those are available. And we also have platforms so you can easily take The Riley and Kimmy Show anywhere and listen to us any place. We're proud to say we're part of iHeartRadio, iTunes, and SoundCloud, just to name a few. You can find all of those things on our website. What is our web address? RileyandKimmy.com Find archived podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com And the big question I have for Kimmy, I'm just about to ask her because I have a, I just have a 
urge to play nerd and pop culture trivia. I'm kind of curious if she is able to play on this Monday. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? Yes, that's a big question. Is her brain functioning? Does she want to go back in time and, you know, go way back to the thrilling days of yesteryear and challenge some brain cells with some pop culture trivia? What say you, Kimmy? Sure. Let's do it. All righty. One of the things I want to point out, the timeline may have been adjusted, meaning it may or may not be running in chronological or linear order. Feel free to shout out answers to Kimmy. Help her out. She believes in time travel answers. I think she's a little crazy, but uh, she holds up the hand that has it stamped on the back of her right hand. It says, sane. Okay, so we have to say she's sane, but she believes in time travel answers. So yell at whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now. And it could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth any time of day. You can play the Riley and Kimmy show. Kimmy, it was on this date. We're looking for the year, and we are giving you a plus or minus of just one year on this, that this movie opened in New York City at Mayfair Theater. Identify the movie first, and then give us the year it was released. Here's your audio clue. It's alive. Oh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Gimme, can you identify the movie? Frankenstein. That is right. Now, giving you a few seconds here to think about it, what year did this come out? That is what we're looking for. Plus or minus, we'll give you one year. A plus or minus of one year. There's a little flashback to give you a few seconds to think about it. When this dead hand moves, the monster created by a man they called Mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. (laughs) To shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. Elizabeth! This is the story you've heard about, talked about. The spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein! What year did Universal release Frankenstein within one year? 1938. Kimmy is off. Before we give her the answer, we're going to ask her another question. Which came first? The movie Frankenstein by Universal or the movie Dracula by Universal? Which one was in theaters first? Dracula. That's correct. Dracula saved the studios. They were having financial problems and they had a huge box office with it which caused universal to say more monster movies the year dracula came out is 1930 the year frankenstein came out is 1931 Mm. moving to music kimmy Tell me, who had this as a hit? It was released on this date, 1961. As I walk through 
through this world, nothing can stop a staple of oldie stations for years, except you don't hear that at many oldie stations because there's not many around anymore, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Can you identify who had the Duke of Earl as a hit? It was released on this date. And if you're a fan of American Graffiti, it is in the movie and it's on the soundtrack. Who had the hit? I don't know. That's Gene Chandler, who had Duke of Earl as a hit. The year is 1980. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, and John Paul Jones made the announcement that, well, they had a decision. They would not reform this band in the wake of the death of drummer John Bonham. What is the name of the band? Led Zeppelin. That's correct. The year is 1981. This... Nighttime drama premieres on CBS TV. Identify the TV show. Give me. You have a puzzled look to your face. Do you have any idea? The year is 1981. This premieres on CBS TV. Can you tell me the name of the TV show? I have no idea. It ran from 1981 till May of 1990. Nine seasons this was on the air. Maybe this will help you. It starred Jane Wyman and Robert Foxworth. Can you tell me the name of that nighttime drama? That does not help me. It was about the wine industry. The kind you drink, not wine. Okay. That still does not help me. It was Falcon Crest. Do you remember that? Uh, kind of. Okay. The year is 1987. Madonna files for divorce from this actor. She would change her mind, but would file again in just a little bit of time. January of 1988. It's 1987. Who does she file against? Sean Penn. That's correct. The year is 1988. The singer gave his final concert in Akron, Ohio. He would die two days later. Identify him. I don't believe you. You're not the truth. No one could look as good as you. Mercy. Who is it, Kimmy? Roy Orbison. That's correct. The year is 1989. It is court time. The United States Supreme Court upheld a ruling that said this person did not steal a certain song. That he didn't steal it from his half-sister. His half-sister claimed that the lyrics were similar to the ones she had written. Kimmy, identify the song. Ladies and gentlemen, the dream we all dream of. Boy versus girl in the world. And what is the name of the song? You've got the look. Who is the recording artist, Kimmy? Prince. That's right. 1989, his sister, half-sister, Lorna Nelson, said uh, he he 
borrowed it or stole it and all that. But Supreme Court said, no, that's not the case. 1991, this recording artist was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Tell me who it is, Kimmy. Who is it, Kimmy? Paula Abdul. You're right. Books! Books! All the books I'll need! All the books! All the books I'll ever want! All the books I want! All the books! Yes, 2001, another book is added to libraries across the country and bookstores. This rock star, lead singer of a certain band, releases a book. The book is titled Kiss and Make Up. Can you tell me the name of that lead singer of a certain band who released Kiss and Make Up? Gene Simmons? That's right. The year is 2015. Actress Melanie Griffith and this actor divorce after 19 years of marriage. Who is the actor? What year? 2015, after 19 years of marriage. Ah, Antonio Banderas. You are right. Celebrity and notable birthdays. Deanna Durbin, born on this date in 1921, died 2013 at the age of 91. She was an actress and singer who appeared in musical films in the 1930s and 1940s. She tried to go into more serious roles, but it just didn't work for her. Between December of 1936 and July of 1947, she recorded 50 songs for Decca Records. Next individual, Kimmy, started out as a DJ, a disc jockey, then became a radio personality, then a game show host, had a six-decade career, best known for national syndicated game shows. See if you can identify who the host is and give me... How old he is within five years. Here is your audio clue. Thank you very much, everybody. Welcome once again to High Rollers. Skill, strategy, sabotage, and these ever-unpredictable dice. They're the elements we have for you as our players try to win prizes totaling over $9,000 that are currently on our game board here. And that's just our first game with much more to follow on ensuing game boards. Then whoever wins a two-out-of-three game match goes on to play the big numbers for $10,000 in cash. Thank you very much, Kimmy Williams. Good morning, everybody. Thank you. Here we are ready to play a little blackjack again with you. We call it Gambit. We play with a regular deck of 52 cards, and our dealer, as always, is Elaine Stewart. Good morning, Elaine. Ivan and Elaine Williams from San Diego. Ivan is a lieutenant in the U.S. Navy. His wife is a nurse also in the U.S. Navy, a lieutenant junior grade. I ought to say that, shouldn't I? And uh, from San Diego, of course, they have won $1,900 in cash and a grand total of, could you scoot that over a little bit so I can see the total, please? $2,897 in cash and merchandise. Thank you. Thank you, Bob Wilton. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I know what you're all thinking. What racetrack is he going to visit today? Well... Hey, nice to have you with us, and let's don't put this off. We have a terrific champion on right now with a challenger that just might beat him. We'll find out in this game. Let's meet our champ right now. Kimmy, can you identify who that game show host is? Wink Martindale. Are you confident with that? Yeah. 
You are right, Kimmy. And he's known for Gambit from 1972 to 1976. And again, the, he came back from 1980 to 1981 on Gambit. High Rollers from 87 to 88. And a ton of other game shows, including this one right here. Can you identify the the score, the theme to this game show? What is that game show? I don't know. It's Tick Tack Doe. That, that he was the game show host of from 1978 to 1985. How old is Wink today within five years? 75. Wink Martindale is celebrating his 84th birthday today. Kimmy, moving over to another notable born on this day in history. Best known for playing on this TV show. Identify the TV show. Beverly Hillbillies. That's right. He was on the Beverly Hillbillies. And after the death of Donna Douglas in January 2015, he became the last surviving member of that show's main cast. Tell me his name, if you can, the actor's name and the character he played. Uncle Jed, I decided I ain't going to be a brain surgeon. (laughs) I'm sure glad you're taking it so good. I've seen another one of them Double Knot spy movies. Uncle Jed, that is what I was meant to be. Not Knot 7 has got the world by the tail. Does he ever? (laughs) Hey, as long as you're working on shoes... Would you mind hollering out the heel so I can put a little radio in it? Legit? Being a double-knot spy ain't play. Heck, fire, that rascal hauls off and saves whole countries. Yes, sir. But this time it was ours. The bad guys was after Fort Knox. And if old Knot-Knot-7 hadn't taken a hand, the next time Uncle Sam needed gold, he'd have been milking a dry cow. Can you identify the, well, the actor first who's celebrating a birthday and then the character he played? Max Bear. That's right, Max Bear Jr. Having a birthday today... What character did he play? Jethro. That's right, Jethro Bodine. And Jethro wanted to be a brain surgeon. Then he wanted to be a, a a spy. And then he moved into a different other, well, a different kind of career that they carried for a little while. Do you know what the other career that Jethro wanted to be? No. A movie producer. He wanted to be a big shot movie producer. Hey, your producer is ready. Let's get over to Hollywood and commence to Vine. Commence to what? Vine. That's what all the movie folks do. Go to Hollywood and Vine. <laughs> and don't you worry, J.D. I have got widescreen plans for this little property. Hello, boy. Oh, she'll have to start out as what you call an expert. But I'm going to pan her close-ups, dolly her makeup, and budget her arcs till I have built her up to what you call a top box office has-been. <laughs> I'm on a negative for foreign gross. I didn't even go to color. You're going to color right now, Jethro. But your eyes is red, face is white, and your lips is blue. Just get some fresh air, boy. Yes, sir. Yeah, Jethro's trying to smoke cigars. Didn't go over very well. You know, he's the big Hollywood producer. Mm. How old is Max Bear Jr. today, Kimmy, within five years? Um, 80? You got it exactly right. Moving over to music. Impossible music trivia for you, Kimmy, because you never listened to the oldie stations I worked on. So let's just see if you can maybe do it. This individual is having his 81st birthday. He had the hits Tallahassee Lassie and also way down yonder in New Orleans. And he had this as a number three hit in 1962. Tell me who the birthday person is.
Can you do it? Can you answer the impossible music trivia question? Mm, no. It's Freddie Boom Boom Cannon celebrating his birthday today. Moving to Hollywood to an actor, to a movie star having a birthday. Tell me how old he is within five years once you identify him. He has won the Academy Award for Best Actor for his role as Otis Blake, that's Otis Bad Blake, in the 2009 film Crazy Heart. He's been in a ton of films, part of an acting family, Kimmy. Here's your audio clue from 2008 from the movie Iron Man. Ah, Tony. When I uh, ordered the hit on you, I worried that I was... Killing the golden goose. But you see, it was just fate that you survived that. You had one last golden egg to give. Tell me who the birthday person is, Kimmy. Jeff Bridges? Yes, how old is Jeff Bridges today within five years? 75? Jeff Bridges today is 68 years old. Oh. Next individual performer, rapper. As an artist, he holds the record for the most number one albums by a solo artist on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts. He has 14. He also had four number ones on the Billboard Hot 100. Tell me who the birthday person is. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my stash spot. 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. His number one hit from 2009 with Alicia Keys, Empire State of Mind. Can you tell me who the birthday person is? Mm, no. You need another clue? Sure. In 2008, he married singer Beyonce. Who is he? Jay-Z. Yes, Jay-Z celebrating his birthday today. How old is he within five? Um, uh, 38. He is 48 today, and by the way, as a couple, they have an estimated combined net worth over $1 billion. Tell me who the next person is, Kimmy, celebrating a birthday, and how old she is within five years. At one time, she was one of the world's top earning models. In 2003, she created and hosted a reality TV series. Tell me who she is. Do you know that all of America is rooting for you do you know that and then you come in here and you treat this like a joke you come in here and look at that and say i can't read that you read 10 times better than half of those girls over there and you come in here with a defeatist attitude do not stop it i have never in my life yelled at a girl like this when my mother yells at this it's because she loves me i was rooting for you we were all rooting for you how dare you learn something from this you go to bed at night, you lay there, and you take responsibility for yourself. Because nobody's going to take responsibility for you. You roll in your eyes and you act like this because you've heard it all before. You've heard it all before. You don't know where the hell I come from. You have no idea what I've been through. But I'm not a victim. I grow from it and I learn. Take responsibility for yourself. Kimmy, can you tell me who that is or do you need one more clue? I don't know. She was the host of America's Next Top Model. Oh, um... And she had her own daytime talk show for a while. Mm, 
Yeah, I can't think of her name. Tyra Banks. How old is Tyra Banks today within five? 45. She is 44. I see dead people. Notable desk. Gimme, identify this person. He has a unique voice. He passed away 2015. He's an American actor. You know him for the movie Lost Highway. Tell me who it is. This is where mechanical excellence, 1,400 horsepower pays off. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Pete. <laughs> but tailgating is one thing I cannot tolerate. <laughs> Gimme, can you identify who played Mr. Eddie, who passed away on this date at the age of 85 in 2015? Um, Ed Lagosia? You're close. It's Robert Lagosia who passed away on this date. I think you did a fantastic job, especially considering it's a Monday. Yeah, thank you. And we're going to focus and honor something we talked about on Trivia with the Golden Age of Radio. Radio was new. Radio, someone still loved you. And that's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Anytime we can go back to the thrilling days of yesteryear... And focus on the golden age of radio, we take advantage of that opportunity. Previously on Trivia, we spoke about Deanna Durbin being born on this date in 1921. Deanna had a rich film career, but she was also part of the golden age of radio. We have an example of her old time radio work going back to 1944 with the radio production of His Butler's Sister. This is a romance about a small-town girl trying to sing on Broadway who gets a job with a composer as a maid. This co-stars Pat O'Brien, who reprises his 1943 Universal film role, just like Deanna Durbin did. She was in that film as well. Now, this is not the audio from the film at all. This is actually the, well, independent production, a golden age of radio production. You might notice some differences from the film. If you are familiar with the film, this is enjoyable. And if you've never seen the film, this is still a fun, thrilling episode to hear. In honor of Deanna Durbin, we're going back in time now to his butler's sister. The year is 1944. Here's Deanna Durbin on the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Lux Radio Theater brings you Deanna Durbin, Pat O'Brien, and Robert Page in His Butler's Sister. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. <laughs> Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Once upon a time, there was an inexpensive little picture called Three Smart Girls, which startled most wise guys by doing more business than some of the super colossal productions. The reason was a gay and pretty girl of some 14 summers who had a thrilling soprano voice. She was no stranger to the radio audience because she'd been on the air every week. But overnight, the name Deanna Durbin became a byword for another Hollywood miracle. Now, eight years and 13 pictures later, Deanna's star is still in the ascendant. And as proof, we point to 
his butler's sister, the newest of those gay and diverting stories in which she starred for Universal Studios. We bring it to you tonight, direct from the current screen. And with Deanna, we have a very old friend of ours, Pat O'Brien, who gave a fine performance in the picture, and Robert Page, a promising new Universal star, who will be Deanna's leading man in her next picture. This week, they've been having quite a celebration in Deanna's hometown of Winnipeg. She's sponsoring a model home, which will be sold to provide milk for needy children in England. His butler's sister has the charm we always expect in a Durban picture. A bit of romance, a dash of comedy, a little adventure mixed with a master's touch and Deanna's song. I know of no better way to forget your troubles for an evening than by surrendering to this young lady's magic. The play has no axe to grind, no message to sell, but a very popular one of good entertainment. Call it escapist if you like, but you'll do a better job tomorrow because Lux Flake has made this diversion possible for you tonight. One of the harder jobs every housewife will have tomorrow, and for a good many tomorrows to come, is to make irreplaceable things last longer. Many lovely things are off the market for the duration, and, of course, everything must wear out sometime. But sometime is farther away if Lux Flake is there today. And it's curtain time now for his butler's sister, starring Deanna Durden as Anne, Pat O'Brien as Martin, and Robert Page as Charles with Elsa Jansen as Severina. When Charles Girard boarded the Metropolitan Limited in Chicago, he had blissful visions of a quiet, peaceful trip to New York, all along. The price of being Broadway's most successful young composer involves more than a high income tax. It means autograph hunters, fluttery matrons, and an endless stream of hopeful actors and singers. Charles Girard wrestled with them at the stage door in his office at his home, and right now in drawing room C, aboard the Metropolitan Limited. Well, how'd you like it, Mrs. Girard, huh? Of course, in the train you can't tell much about the dance routines, but... Very but... good, girls, very good indeed. But look, I just write songs. The man who does the hiring is the producer. His name's Mort Cowles. Now, when you get to New York, see Mr. Cowles. Oh, go on. He wouldn't see us. And try catching him on a train sometime. Sorry, girls. Goodbye. Oh, Porter! Uh... Yes, sir. Let's tackle him again after lunch when he starts something on his stomach. Uh, you want something, Mr. Gerard? Yes, Porter, privacy. I'm sorry, Mr. Gerard, but those young ladies told me they were friends of yours. Well, if any more friends of mine show up, tell them I'm... Uh, tell them I'll I'm... tell them you in eight. In what? Drawing room eight. It's empty. Okay, tell them anything, but keep them away from me. Yes, sir. How soon do we get to Cleveland? Oh, in about 15 minutes, sir. All right, thanks. Thank you, sir. Lucky man, Mr. Brophy. We just happen to have this one drawing room left. Drawing room A. Right here, sir. Sorry this mix-up occurred, conductor. Happens all the time. Glad we could help you, Mr. Brophy. Thanks. Oh, Porter? Yes, ma'am? I heard Charles Gerard is on this train. Charles Gerard, the composer. Is this his car? Oh, uh, Charles Gerard? Yes. Uh, you one of those friends of his, ma'am? Well, not exactly. But then, where? I guess I am. Well, you might try the next car, drawing room eight. Thank you. Now, mind you, all I'm saying is you might try. Thanks. Come in. How do you do? My name's Ann Carter. I heard you were on the train and... Do you mind if I sing for you? You mean right now, in here? Oh, I know it's terribly awkward, but won't you please? Well... 
Just go right ahead. Go on, sing. Embrace me, my sweet embrace for you. Embrace me, you weary place for you. Just one look at you, my heart went tipsy in me. You and you alone bring out the tears in me. I love all the many charms about you. your name is, girlie? Ann Carter. I'm from Senegal, Indiana. I'm going to New York now. This is my first trip. Oh, visiting? Uh-huh. With my brother, Martin Murphy. He's my half-brother, really. Much older than I am. I haven't seen him in years and years. He lives on Park Avenue. Very rich. Hmm. The name is familiar, but I just can't seem to place him. You see, I'm known by thousands of people, and thousands of people know me. Oh, of course they do. That's why I wanted to sing for you. Oh, is that so? Yes. I've always wanted to go on the stage. I've had some experience, too, in the Senegal Little Theater. I never told Martin about it, though. I heard from him so seldom. I thought I'd just walk in and surprise him. Well, he'll be surprised, all right. Uh, wait a minute. What? If you're going on the stage, I've got something for you right here in my sample case. It's the best on the market if I do say so myself, and I bet I've got just your size. A wig? Yep, wear like I am. Well, what's the matter? Come on, girlie, take it. Lots more where this came oh. from. Oh, uh, who... Who are you? Name's Frank Brophy, girlie. Head salesman for the Williams Wigs Works. Uh, here's my card. Oh, oh I, I, I'm terribly sorry. I, I thought you were Charles Gerard, and I... Gerard? Charles Gerard. Name's familiar, but I I'm just... afraid I've made an awful mistake. Excuse me. Hmm. Well, I'll be done. Could you tell me a... Good evening. Martin. Oh, it's so wonderful to see you again. I beg your pardon. Why, Martin, I don't believe you recognize me. Oh, you don't mean you... I do mean your little sister Anne. Oh, come on. Well, I'll be my kid sister. How do you like that? Oh, Martin, it's going to be such fun living here with you. Here, give me those bags. Oh, uh, now, sis, you don't mean you intend to stay here. Why, yes. Don't you want me to? Well, no, I didn't mean that, but, uh, well, I didn't expect you. Oh, I decided to come the minute I got your letter with the money in it. You see... I'm going on the stage. You what? I've been studying for years and years. Wait a minute. I'll sing for you. No, 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 no. Not now, no. Too late. Look, uh, kid, you, you can't stay here. Why not? You mean you're married? No, no, not me. Then why can't I stay here? There's lots of room. Uh, look, Ann, this isn't my place. What? I just work here. I'm the butler. Oh, gee, I'm sorry, kid, but, well, now you can understand. Oh, of course. But that money you sent me, a thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know how I got that dough? I parlayed a $25 bet at Belmont. Like the horse in the first race named Little Sister. That's how I happened to think of you, and that's how you must have figured me to be a millionaire. It was Little Sister that started it all. A horse. 
see. And there's another little sister, not a horse. He has a big brother, and the big brother can't stay away from the track, and now his bus is broke. Martin, I'm terribly sorry. Well, that's okay, kids. Forget it. Tell you what, you can stay here tonight. Thank you. The boss is out of town. He'll be back the day after tomorrow. Uh, we talk it over in the morning, huh? All right. Oh, it's a tough break, kid. Two pianos, Martin. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's the boss's racket. He's a musician? Haven't you ever heard of Charles Gerard? Martin, Martin, not really. You you don't really work for Charles Gerard. Yeah, I do, so what? Well, I can't believe it. He was on my train, but he got off at Cleveland. I almost sang for him, too, but he turned out to be the wig man. The wig And was... here I am, right in his own home. Oh, Martin, everything's going to be just fine now. Wait a minute. What's going to be fine? Don't you see? This time I'll think for the real Mr. Gerard. Oh, no, you won't. It's part of my job to keep stage-struck kids like you away from Mr. Gerard. But isn't it part of his job to hear people sing? Now, look. Look, I got swell food here. Good quarters, good clothes, not too much work. No worries. And a boss who likes my brand of liquor and cigars. This is the best job I ever had, and I'm going to keep it even if you are my sister. Now, come on, kid. I'll show you your room. All right. Is there anyone else here? Only Severina, the cook. She's asleep. Martin, dear. I could get a job. Don't in the... dear me. I'm only a brother. Here, I'll take the grip. I was going to say that I can get a job and pay you back. The hardest work I've done in years. Are they heavy on size? What I was going to say, Martin. What I do you can... got loaded in these scrap iron? Here's your room. Thank you. Martin, I've been trying to tell you that I can probably get a job and pay you back your thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And you sure. could be my manager. That means you get ten percent. Yeah, yeah, sure, ten percent. You can stay here tonight. Tomorrow you go home. I won't go home. Says you. I won't. Martin, I don't think you care a bit about me. Of course I care. But don't you see the spot you got me in? Now pipe down, will you? Go to bed. I'll see you in the morning. Darn right you will. But not after tomorrow morning. Maybe yes and maybe no. Good night. So, brother, good night. May I come in? You think I get your breakfast? You are mistaken. No, I didn't ask you to get my breakfast. You're Severina, aren't you? Yes. Where's Martin? Out. When will he be back? For my part, never. He's a loafer, that Martin. Severina, that's no way to talk about my brother. Your, your brother? Your brother? Oh, oh, so that's it. You heard us last night and thought... Oh, wait till I tell Martin. Oh, forgive me, please. I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, tell me, you like fish? I love it. Then sit down. Whoever likes fish is a friend of mine. That is one trouble with Mr. Durand. He won't eat fish. I cook the fish. He won't eat it. But in the end, we'll see. Severina. Huh? Well, I... Now, come on. Spit it out. I was just wondering, do you think Mr. Gerard would mind if I sang for him? You sing? Yes. Oh, that. Oh, no, no, I sing very well. At least I've been told I do. Answer is no. If you are a singer, you had better scram out of here before you are thrown out. <laughs> Mr. Gerard sounds like an ogre. Ogre. What ogre is, I don't know. But Mr. Gerard is okay. I think he has glamour. <laughs> Severina. As long as I'm here, couldn't I help you? I can wash dishes, dust the house, vacuum. You are a good girl. How you come by that Martin for a brother, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, after breakfast, and, and then maybe... Yes, yes, you, you can help me with vacuum cleaning. But first, finish your breakfast. Good morning. Good morning. Well, look, don't mind me. I just thought I'd say good morning. Am I turning that thing off? Oh, 
Good morning. Oh, good morning. I'm Mr. Gerard. Oh, you are? Yes, I... Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Yes. What's your name, please? I'm Miss Carter, Mr. Gerard. Do you mind if I call you by your first name? It's customary, I think. Why, I'd love you to. My name's Anne. Very kind of you. Ask Severina to bring me some coffee, please. Yes, Mr. Gerard. And you can vacuum this room some other time when I'm out. By the way, when did you start? Start? You are the new maid, aren't you? Oh, oh, uh, oh yes, yes, sir. Well, tell Severina just coffee. No fish. Yes, sir, I will. Never mind, I'll tell her myself. Severina! Severina, good morning. Oh, good morning, Mr. Durant. We didn't expect you until tomorrow. Well, you know what an unaccountable fellow I am. Hey, I see we've got a new maid. A new what? Excuse me, sir. Severina wasn't there when Martin hired me. She was out. Out? Yes. Mr. Gerard wants some coffee right away, Severina, and he doesn't want any fish. And he said for me to finish the living room some other time when he was out. And ask Martin to come in when he gets back. Yes, sir, we will. What goes on? He thought I was the new maid, and I accepted. Oh, don't give me away, Severina. Everything's worked out wonderfully. I'm completely deep and dumbfounded. Cut that out, will you? What do you think you're trying to do? Mr. Gerard's in his room. If you hurt you singing, he's... Martin, you're horrible. I know it. Now get out of here and start packing. You're taking the first train back to Indiana. I can't. I haven't any money. Well, don't worry about that. I'll take a look at the racing form. I'll raise some money. You start packing. Pull yourself down. We need a mate and Anne needs a job. Shut up. One more minute. We'd all been out here on our ears. Are you going or shall I go to the boss myself? You wouldn't, dear. Oh, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Good. We go to the boss together. You squeal on your sister and I squeal on you. What are you talking about? I'm talking about how much silver you don't need, how much work you don't do, how many bottles of cigars you smoke. And maybe when I get excited, I, I think of more. Well, what are we waiting for? You don't want to be a maid, huh? Oh, yes, Martin. I'm so glad All right, you ask for work, you're going to get it. Silver to polish, floors to wet, furniture to dust, windows to wash, and a few other things. But they all come later. First you do the marketing. Here's the list. Where's the market? Twenty-two stories down, twelve blocks to north. Get going. Severina. Yeah? Severina, remind me to flip you a Mickey Finn. James, James, James. And you're back, sir. Well, do you know uh, when you plan to return home, sir? I'll be back around four, Martin. A new maid, Martin. A very attractive girl. Uh, oh, uh, yes. I uh, happened to be looking out of the window when she returned from marketing. She seemed to have plenty of assistance. I don't know what you mean, sir. Well, there were five of them. Kasanovich's butler Popoff and Mrs. McIntyre's chauffeur and three other gentlemen, gents. All helping with the bundles. Yes, Martin, a very attractive girl. It won't happen again, sir. Martin? Yes. There's something on your mind. Now what's the matter? Nothing, sir. Nothing at all. Horses? Is that it? No, sir. Yes, no, yeah, yes, sir. Horses. You know, everybody seems a little strange since I got back. You don't know the half of them. Oh, yes, yes, sir, yes. Very strange indeed, sir. Well, pull yourself together, Martin. I'll try, sir. You and your racing form. You can't expect a little sister to come in every day. That's what you think, sir. Mr. DeMille presents Deanna Durbin, Pat O'Brien, and Robert Page in Act Two of His Butler's Sister in a moment. Remember those puzzles where you had to tell what's wrong with the picture? Well, I'm going to give Sally a verbal picture and see if she can spot all the mistakes. It's Saturday morning, 
and Betty Lou is getting ready to wash her week's undies. Oh, well, Mr. Kennedy, that's wrong to begin with. She could never let them pile up like that. Undies should be locked right after every wearing to remove the dirt and perspiration before they can weaken the fibers. Right, Sally. Well, to continue. So Betty Lou filled up her wash bowl with good hot water and dumped in a lot of soap powder. Mistakes two and three. She should never have used hot water for silk or rayon because it's apt to fade the colors. Oh, and you didn't say Lux Flakes, Mr. Kennedy. If she's using a strong wash day soap, it's apt to weak the, the fabric. She should use lukewarm water and mild Lux Flakes. Then she rinsed her undies in hot water. Wrong again. And hung them in front of the radiator to dry. Uh-oh, there's that heat them again. If she wanted them to dry quickly and safely, she should have rolled them in a Turkish towel to remove the excess moisture and then hung them away from heat to dry. And finally, she ironed them with a hot iron. That's the last straw, Mr. Kennedy, absolutely. Silk and rayon fabrics need a very low-temperature iron. Too hot an iron may scorch them. may even melt some rayons and make a hole. <laughs> Honestly, it's a wonder the poor girl had any undies left after doing all those wrong things. They were probably faded and drab-looking and worn out long before their time. Actual tests prove Lux slips in Nighttown stayed lovely three times longer than those washed the wrong way. So if your dealer was out of Lux Flakes last time you asked for a box, try again tomorrow. We're shipping more every day. Remember, undies lead a long life when they lead a Lux life. Now, our producer, Mr. DeMille. Act two of his butler's sister, starring Deanna Durbin as Anne, Pat O'Brien as Martin, and Robert Page as Charles Gerard, with Elsa Jansen as Severina. Carter has been in New York only one day, and already she's preparing for her first party. There's only one hitch. Her party dress is a maid's uniform, and her arm, instead of resting gently on an escort, is wrapped tightly around the tray of hors d'oeuvres. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You just carry the tray, you don't strangle it. Listen to him. You do fine, and just don't be nervous. All right, get going. He'd only told me there was going to be a party tonight. Well, it's certainly too bad, Mr. Gerard, didn't consult us first. Quiet, tough guy. Sometimes it happens like this, Anne. All of a sudden, 12 guests for dinner. Now take the orders inside. Wait a minute. Yes, Martin. Now, look, when you get in there, remember, you're not a guest. No smiling. Give me the whole setup in one word. Dead pan. You get it? Dead pan. All right, beat it. Or do madam. I hope they taste better than you look. What's the matter with your face? Dead pan. I beg your pardon? You look positively weird. Do you have a toothache? No, ma'am. Oh, you should take something for that face. Or dirt, sir. Certainly, I ain't had no dinner. Hmm, good. Well, you're new here, ain't you? Yes, sir. Give me another one of them things. Yes, sir. Shouldn't eat them, really. They're poison. Sister, you interest me. What's your name? Answer. Mine's Calb, Mort Calb, the producer. How do you do, sir? Well, smile, baby. I won't bite you. Dead pass. Dead pass. Yes, sir, you interest me. Especially that kisser. Something wrong with that kisser. I don't know what it is. Please, Mr. Calbike. Outside of your face, sister, you got everything. Except maybe purse. Purse, sir? Purse, purse. You know, being sure of yourself, like like, like Martin. Purse. Oh, purse. That's what I said. Purse. Anything the matter here? Yeah, her face. Look at it. Anne. <laughs> Come on, relax. Yes, sir. Sure what she looks like, Morgan. Well, we'll have finished with Herring. Oh, no, to spoil the resemblance. Oh, okay. Sister, look. What? 
<laughs> you see? Hey, not fair, not fair at all. You ought to be on the stage, sister. Oh, do you think so? Do you think that sometime you listen to me? Just remember, you're not a guest. Listen to you what, baby? Uh, 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 vacuum in the living room. Huh? Excuse me. Hors d'oeuvre, sir? Hors d'oeuvre, madam? The dame's nuts. Well, Charles. Hello, darling. So this is our quiet evening alone. I'm sorry, Liz. I had to drop in on Carl this afternoon on business, so he picked up a phone and invited everybody for dinner. Well, at least we could go out on the terrace for a few minutes. I'd like to see anyone stop us. Come on. Too bad I'm so fond of you, darling. I dislike everything else about you so thoroughly. Your friends, your profession, your public. Do you mind? No, I'm flattered. I must have terrific charm. Aren't you wasting it, dear? Oh, but those people in there are my friends, Liz. The people I work with. Darling. Yes? I'm going to Maine in the morning. So soon? Mother's orders. Ronnie Clifford's there. Oh. Why don't you come with me, Charles? You're overworked. You need a rest. You told me yourself you're not getting on with the new show. Yes, but I can't just throw it overboard like that. Why can't you? You've made all the money you need. Oh, you'll love me, darling. Sounds very tempting. Why don't you come? Yeah. Why don't I? Hey, look. Oh, yes. now, Helen, do you have to? This is probably the first and last time tonight I'll have Charles to myself and you, Barge. Well, at least I found you two, but where in heaven's name is everybody else? Yes, where? Well, I'm sure I don't know. Maybe I'd better phone the police. Two minutes ago, they were all in your living room, and now they've simply disappeared. I'll admit they're not much, but at least they're men. Martin? Martin? Yes, sir? Martin, where have all the guests gone? I believe they're in the kitchen, sir. In the kitchen? It appears, sir, they're all insisting on helping the new maid serve dinner, sir. Well, Martin, don't you uh, think you can do something about that? A pleasure, sir, and immediately. Why, come in, Anne. Rather a wearing party, wasn't it? Yes, sir. I thought you did extremely well. It was quite obvious my guests thought so, too. Gentlemen, at least. They spent most of the evening in the kitchen with you. Oh, I want to apologize for not being a better maid, sir. Perhaps next time. Well, good night, Mr. Gerard. Good night, Anne. Oh, Mr. Gerard. Yes? That song you're playing, I think it's the most beautiful you ever wrote. You think so? Yes, sir. Good. Thank you. I've always liked it myself. Well, good night. Good night, Ed. Fish for breakfast. Take it away, Martin. Severina says you need fish, sir. Brain food. Oh. Apparently you agree or you wouldn't have served it. I'm sorry, sir. But I'm a bit disturbed this morning. Again? Yes, sir. With your permission, I should like to give the new maid her two weeks' notice today. Huh? Oh, I rather liked her. Nice taste in music. You kidding? What? Uh, sorry, sir. Sorry, just thinking out loud, sir. Well, perhaps you had better let her go. I won't have any further need for her. I'm going to Maine tonight, Martin. You'll get my train reservations, please. Will you be gone long, sir? I don't know. And uh, give Anne four weeks' notice instead of two and reference it. Make them good and tell her... Oh... Tell her I'm sorry. I shall be very happy to, sir. I'll be going downtown in a few minutes. If anything important comes up, you can reach me this afternoon, Mr. Cobb's office. Anne 
can't, honey. I called you down here because I've been a producer for 25 years and ain't never gone wrong yet. Neither with a play nor a personality. So I know what I'm talking about. But if you'd only let me sing, then you could really tell. Just one little song. It won't take but a minute. Uh, 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 we got all afternoon. Now, look. Just having a beautiful singing voice don't mean nothing. It's the purrs and personality that counts. See what I mean, baby? I, I think so, Mr. Cowles. I really can't stay, and if you don't mind, I'd much rather sing for you now. Take it easy, take it easy. But Mr. Gerard is coming here, and I don't think I should be here when he does. Gerard? He fired you, didn't he? He'll be glad to see me give you a break. I know, Mr. Cowles. Yes, Cal- sir. The minute I seen you last night, I says, Mort, there's a little lady that ain't going to be wrestling with a broom much longer. Well, if it's a choice between wrestling with you or the broom, I'll take the broom. That's it, honey. That's it. Quick answer right on the beam. Personality. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Where are you going? What is this here, a foot race? Don't you want to stay and sing for me? I really think I'd better be going. Right now. Hello, Mort. Oh, hello, Anne. Hello, Mr. Gerard. Excuse me, please. I'm just leaving. Oh, don't go on my account. I'll only be a minute. Sit down. Yes, sir. I hated to intrude, Mort, but then I had to see you. Sure, Charlie. I'm afraid you'll have to call off the show, Mort. I'll never finish it. Call off the show? I'm sorry. Either I'm tired or I'm washed up. Anyway, I'm leaving for Maine. Have you gone crazy? Maybe, but that's how it stands. How do you like that? You can't be so tired you can't rewrite your old tunes. Nobody can be so tired they can't do that. Well, that's how tired I am, I guess. But the show's booked to open the first week in September. It's off as far as I'm concerned, Mort, and that's that. Now, wait a minute. I don't want to lose my temper, but nobody ever turned Mort Kalf down like this before. Oh, no, please. You can't do this. It's wrong, Mr. Gerard. I know you'll be unhappy. I signed Maggie Howard and Dot Stanley, and I'm already making a deal you with... You've your whole life. You write such beautiful music. You won't be yourself without your work. What? If you go away now, you'll be giving up everything. You'll be unhappy and disappointed, and then it's going to be too late, because once you're gone, you won't be able to get back again. Well, I didn't ask for your opinion. Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm not your maid anymore. I was just speaking to you as a friend. I had to say what I did because, well, because I admire your work so much. Goodbye. Well, can you beat that? And I was going to teach her a purse. Papa? Yes, I sent the pillar. Cafe on second half. Anne and I were invited. Oh, Anne too? Anne has made quite an impression on Mr. Popoff, sir. On all of us, Martin. I beg your pardon. Ah, uh, skip it. Look, is she still here, Anne? Or uh, has she left? She's here, sir. Send her in, will you? I'd, I'd like to say goodbye. Yes. He wants you. Who wants you? There's only one other he in the joint. What do you think? Oh. Martin tells me you're going out, Anne. You look charming. Thank you. I'm uh, sorry you... That is, I'm sorry. What I mean to say is I think we may have misunderstood each other in Cobb's office today. I I want you to feel that I don't appreciate your... Well, uh, interest. And I'm sorry I said what I did. It wasn't any of my business. Oh, yes, it was. And I, I wanted to say thank you. The biggest birthday cake in the Pelican. And for my girl, I'm a year old. For 
my girl Anna the biggest piece of cake. Oh, pop up your sweet. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Anna, Anna, I wish to make a proposal. Why, Papa? Yes, Popov Sergei Ivanovich is a man of action. He thinks, he speaks. Anna, do me the honor. The great honor. Yes? The great honor of joining the melange of Patronovich, my employer in the capacity of first mate. Oh, <laughs> I'll make you a promise, Papa. If the people here tonight don't like my singing, I'll accept the proposal. Yes, singing. What are you talking about? Uh, well, Martin, I... Uh, wait, Anna. Popov explains. You gentlemen all have brought me wonderful and expensive presents for my birthday. But the best present is from Anna. Anna is going to sing for me. Man, are you nuts? Sticking your neck out like this, the joint is packed. She does not stick out the neck. Now close the big mouth, Martin. Already it is arranged with the orchestra to play her song. How do you know she can sing? Anna tells me so. On that first and unforgettable day when I meet her and carry for her home the groceries from the Wiggly Piggly. If Anna tells Papa she can sing, she can sing. Leon! Leon! Yes, Papa! We are ready. Quiet the noise and make with the music. I'll try not to disgrace you, Martin. Well, Anna, by the orchestra. Go, go. In the spirit of the moment, when the moon was dim and low, we were near it for a moment, and we found a glow. With the stars of a dream, never One minute sooner, and you would have heard the most beautiful voice in the world singing for Papa's birthday. You see that lovely young lady over there? Anne? Yes, I think that's what they call her, Anne. Uh, excuse me, Leon, I think I'll go over and congratulate Papa. What a voice, Anne. What a voice. Like a bird, she sings. Like a bird. Oh, sis, why didn't you tell me you could sing like that? I tried to tell you. Oh, I never figured you were so wonderful. I'm so glad you like me, Martin. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, tomorrow Anna belongs to the world. Tonight, if it's my birthday, she belongs to me. Carter, <laughs> Martin, gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Happy good evening. birthday, Papa. If you'll allow me, please order some champagne. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Anne? Yes? Will you dance this with me? It's my song, you know. Did you miss your train, sir? Sure looks like it. Please, Anne. Oh, I'd like to. Very much. Anna goes out. Champagne comes in. Uh, that's life. been here long? I just came in. Oh, well, then you didn't... No. I didn't go to Maine. Oh. I'm sorry you missed your train. And I've been thinking about what you said. I... Well, I had no right to walk out on Cobb and all those people depending on the show, and so... Well, I've decided to stay. 
Oh, you're wonderful. I mean, doing a thing like that. You know, it's not so hard as I thought to admit you're wrong. Isn't it? No. I came straight to you because, well, if the show is a hit, it'll be thanks to you. If your new music is like this, it has to be a hit. I could dance to this all night. I'm sorry you said that. Why? Because I had hopes we'd go for a walk. Right now? Right now. Oh. Well, why not? Wonderful. Tired? Uh-uh. Are you? Dead. <laughs> I haven't walked so much in 15 years. Did you like walking then? Not particularly. There were times when I didn't have carfare. It's hard to imagine that you were ever... Broke? Mm-hmm. I certainly was. Selling the songs was hard. Finding them was fun. The most fun I ever had in my life. Until now. Where did you find your songs? Oh, everywhere. Around the corners of odd little streets. In the faces of people. I'd hear them with the ships coming up the harbor. And they were all over the place. I wrote them down by dozens. They were all the same song. Same. Just one song. One theme. I love it. How about you? About me? Did you walk miles and miles, too, in Centerville, Indiana? <laughs> there aren't miles and miles in Centerville. Were you looking for something? Yes. What? A song. Just one? Just one. The same theme? Could you find it? Yes. Oh, nothing. Just Anne. Look. There's no moon. But there's moonlight at your feet. See it? I hear it. What does it sound like? Your song. Hey, we're home. Right house with the wrong door. It says service entrance. Right house, right entrance. But how about trying my end of the house? Why don't you try mine for a change? Well, I was just waiting for an invitation. <laughs> for station identification. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. After a brief intermission, Mr. DeMille brings us Act Three of His Butler's Sister. Starring Deanna Durbin, Pat O'Brien, and Robert Page. Now, Mr. DeMille returns to the microphone. We'll meet our stars very informally after the play. But now here's the curtain going up on the third act of his butler's sister. Starring Deanna Durbin, Pat O'Brien, and Robert Page with Elsa Jansen. Only a few moments have passed since Anne Carter and Charles Gerard made the profound discovery that they are in love. Thereupon, Charles, being a man, has simply yawned, gone to bed, and fallen asleep. But Anne, being a woman, 
is still awake, a little dewy-eyed, a little dazed, a little impervious to the knocking on her door that finally rouses her from love's sweet coma. Yes? Martin, can I come in? Dear Martin. Of course, Martin, come in. Hello, Martin. I've been looking all over town for you. Sweet, thoughtful, Martin. Sweet, thoughtful, my ear. Where you been? We were just walking. You and Gerard. If you think I'm going to stand by and let that... Martin. certainly nice of you to walk out and pop off like that. I don't see what was so terribly wrong. Oh, you don't see anything. That's why I'm going to do the seeing for you. I can look out for myself. Sure, so can Gerard. Well, it's all fun for him. Let him have his fun, not with you. You don't know anything about it, and it's none of your business. Well, I'll make it my business. You're getting out in the morning. No, I'm not. You don't understand, Martin. I love him. He loves me. Oh, he does, huh? Yes. What are you going to do? Make a mess out of your life? Well, I'm not going to let you. And what can you do about it? Plenty, sister. Plenty. Good morning, Martin. Good morning, sir. Martin, I never felt better in my life. My, this breakfast looks good. Everything looks good, even you. Thank you, sir. Oh, uh, Martin, here. See, I didn't forget. My check for the tickets to the butler's ball. Tonight, isn't it? Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Would you like the tickets? Oh, no, Martin. Just give them to someone. Severina, Popoff, anyone. Yes, sir. <sighs> what a sigh, Martin. What's the matter? Oh, nothing, sir. Nothing at all. <laughs> Where are you going? To get your eggs, sir. They'll wait. What's the joke, huh? <laughs> oh, looks like the joke's on you, sir. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't tell you, sir. Why not? Well, the more I think of it... <laughs> well, come on, let's have it. You can't keep a joke like that to yourself, especially if it's on me. Oh, well, if you insist. <laughs> Looks like you've been taken for a ride, sir. At last, that girl. What girl? What girl? Oh, yes. One does get the mix, doesn't one? The new maid. Looks like she's put one over on you. <laughs> And that's the thing we've been trying to avoid, sir. You've been drinking, Martin. I beg your pardon, sir. Then come on. What's all this about, anyway? Well, I'll tell you. Looks like she's wormed her way into your affection. She's just like all the rest of them. Stage-struck, ambitious. I'll get the eggs, sir. Wait a minute. Are you referring to... And the new maid. She's the type of girl that gets in your hair, haunts managers' offices. Yes? Of course, I understand how you feel. Young, she's pretty. She does look innocent, doesn't she? I don't believe a word you're... Martin, how do you know this? Oh, everybody knows. That is, the servants. Of course, I understand if you want to have a little fun, but still... But still what? Well, it doesn't seem to me there's much fun if you know a girl is trying to use you. Well. Don't take it too hard, boss. After all, you can't go to the payoff window after every race. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> oh, nothing. It's just so funny, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought the little girl had wormed away into my affections, eh? <laughs> oh, the poor kid. I wouldn't want to hurt her feelings. Huh? I thought she understood. I just missed my train, dropped into the Pelican, trying to kill a dull evening, and if that girl thinks that... Well, it's just too bad, that's all. You understand, don't you, Mark? Oh, yes, sir. Hello, operator. Uh, long distance, please. Martin, I uh, think you'd better ask Ann to come in a minute. Yes, sir. Long distance? I want to get Bar Harbor, Maine. Miss Elizabeth Campbell, person to person. This is Charles Gerard, Murray Hill, 9090. Thanks. 
Ah, good morning, Ann. Good morning. Thank you, Martin. Very good, sir. Well, Miss Carter, what'll it be? What? Oh, you played your cards very well. What are you going to sing for? What do you mean? Why, surely you're not going to waste all your efforts. This is your opportunity. Oh, Martin, that will be all. Yes, sir. I don't want to sing. Oh, well, in that case, I, I want to thank you for a charming evening. I know it was rude of me to take you away from your friends, but well, I do hope they're not too angry. Martin, you may go. I prefer to stay. Look, this doesn't concern you. Maybe it does. Martin, you're fired. Oh, yeah? Well, that's fine. That's great. Martin, wait. Mr. Gerard, please. Sorry, baby. Maybe you're right. We don't belong here. The phone's ringing, Martin. So it is, sir. But I'm fired. So you are. Hello? Oh, Liz, darling. Yes, dear, I know, but listen, I missed my train. I'm sorry, but I won't miss the next one. I'll see you in the morning. Yes. I'm afraid I did something very silly last night. I'll tell you about it when I see you. It'll give you a big laugh. Yes. Okay, darling. Bye. I think that will be all, Ann. Martin? Yes, sir? I'm sure you must have a lot of things to clean up for the ball tonight. You and Ann can leave whenever you wish. I told you I was going home. Oh, look, sis, forget about going home. So we've been fired. Okay, we can get other jobs. And besides, you're not going to throw a great career overboard just like that. <laughs> Some career. Oh, look, with your pipes and my brains, we can really go places. I'll be your manager, you know, like you said, and I'll only take 5%. There's only one catch, Mark. Yeah? I'm all through singing. I don't want to have anything to do with music or the stage ever. Well, I take you nuts. Besides, what can you do in Centerville? <laughs> Got everything I need. Good food, good quarters, good clothes, not too much work, no worry. Remember? Yeah, I remember. I remember you offered me a job as manager, and I accepted. Now you're running out of me. But I'm not going to sing anymore, so I don't need a manager. Oh, come on, honey. Take it over for just another day. Tonight, we'll, we'll have some fun. The butler's ball. Besides, I promised Papa off and the boys you'd be there, and they're counting on you. After all, you ran out on last night. Martin, I can't. Well, if you don't care about me, you might have a little consideration for them. I don't care. Okay, if you want to go around ruining other people's lives. I'm not ruining anybody's lives. No, what about mine? Oh, look, sis, you're all I got. Please don't leave me. Oh, come on. What about waiting in the morning? Go to the ball with me tonight. All right, all right. Just leave me alone. Oh, thanks, kid. Thanks. I beg your pardon, sir. Do you have a ticket? Why, no. I'm, uh, I'm looking for someone. I'm sorry, sir, but this is a private party. Butler's only. Oh, I see. Well, I, uh, I'm looking for Mr. Martin Murphy. Oh, Martin. He was around a moment ago. Oh, there he is. And Martin. Yeah? This gentleman to see you. Hello, Martin. Where's Anne? Henry, I thought you said there was a gentleman to see me. Why, he told me that... Uh... I never saw him before. Now, wait a minute, Martin. All I want to know is his hand here. I've got to talk to him. Certainly is overcrowded in Maine this season. Oh, forget about that, will you? Martin. Hey, Martin. Hello, Martin. Certainly appreciate your coming tonight. Mort Cow gives you his word. You can put it in the bank and draw on it. Hello, Mort. You're just in time. Uh, this is the gentleman who invited me. Who's your friend, Martin? You got me, pal. He claims he knows everybody. Oh, Mort, don't do this to me. I'm your pal. Now, listen, please, both of you. I've got to get in here. What do you want from me, a reference? He might turn out to be a vicious character. You better get away from him. Henry. Yes, Mr. Collins? Throw the bum out. That'll learn him. Now, Martin, about the kid. If she can chirp as well as you say, why, it's all right with now, me. Now, look I'll... here, Henry. I'd be delighted to purchase a uh, ticket. This but... is a private affair. I told you before, sir. Now, if you would only be good enough to... Severina! Oh, Severina, I've been looking everywhere for you. They won't let me in. Don't let them do this to uh, your cousin, Charlie. What? Uh, uh, oh, Charlie. Charlie, darling, I'm so glad you could come. Explain to this gentleman who I am, please. Uh, Henry, this is my uh, cousin, Charlie. Shake hands, gentlemen. How do you do? How do you do? Uh, of course, any relative of Severina's is most welcome. Well, thank you. Come on, Charlie, have fun. Have fun. 
Now, you aren't my cousin anymore, and I'm glad of it. Why? You know why. You have ruined the lives of a whole family. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Anne and Martin, and you know it. Poor orphans. Now all they got is each other. Well, what have I ever done to them? Did you ever hear of a brother and sister that were satisfied with each other? And without a job? Without a... What? You... Do you mean to tell me that she's his sister? Yes, I mean. You mean their brother and sister? Yes. Oh, Severina, listen, from now on, any time you want me to eat fish, I'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a special privilege. We will hear seeing a very beautiful young lady. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a great pleasure to introduce Miss Anne Carter. In front of all these people? Don't worry. Just wait and listen. Put your signature on this contract, honey. Morton, I need it. And keep the pen, darling. I'm going to need your signature, too, on our marriage license. Charles. Oh, Charles. But your trainer, I thought you were going away tonight. I am, darling, but not to Maine. Maryland. Maryland? People can get married in Maryland right away, except they insist on one thing. What, darling? A bride. Oh, fussy people. Yes, sir. If you want to keep a maid these days, you got to marry him. In just a moment, our stars will return for a curtain call. Now, here's Mr. DeMille with our stars. It's curtain call time for the butler's sister, the butler, and the butler's boss. But this time, they're traveling under the names of 
Deanna Durbin, Pat O'Brien, and Robert Page. Thank you, Mr. DeMille. It's grand to be back with you. I imagine that uh, you and Pat had quite a lot of fun filming his butler's sister. Well, I sprained my ankle. Oh, that was nothing, Pat. I had to learn Russian for some of the songs. Hey, Russian's a pretty tough language, isn't it? Well, it took me took me a full day to learn to say Drastovicia. <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Why, Pat. Pat, you speak Russian. What I said was, how do you do? Si, si. <laughs> <laughs> That's Spanish, Pat. Well, what do you know? I speak Spanish, too. Spanish, sprained ankle, learning Russian. What else happened, Diana? Well, I joined the crew of a Catalina bomber out in the South Pacific. I guess you'll have to explain that one, Diana. I'm the honorary hostess. Did they make you a member of the short snorters? I guess you really have to fly part of the ocean for that, Pat. Well, the short snorters are a rather exclusive club, I believe. The president and Mr. Churchill are among the members. Well, I guess it isn't really exclusive. They let me in. <laughs> Pat, what's the gag about carrying a dollar bill? Well, that's your membership card. When you become a member during the course of some ocean flight, the other short snorters who happen to be present autograph a dollar for you. And if you happen to get caught without the dollar in your pocket, you have to pay the guy who catches you a buck. <laughs> have, uh, have you got yours with you, Pat? Right here, C.B. I ran out of autograph space over the jungles of Dutch Guiana, so I got a few dollar bills pasted here together. I bought them with me. <laughs> Say, that's a nice little mistake, Pat. <laughs> this is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from Hollywood. Diana Durbin and Robert Page will star together in their next Universal Technicolor picture to be filmed with a Jerome Kern musical score. Heard in tonight's play were Jay Novello as Popoff, Arthur Q. Bryan as Cowb, and Florence Lake, Joe Gilbert, Truda Marson, Buck Wood, Leo Cleary, Charles Seale, Helga Moray, and Norman Field. Our music was directed by Louis Silvers. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow The Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.